0: Welcome to Orpsimi, this is Saratova Beth, Baha Laysa, Lighting Up the World. Do you feel like you're a person, we know that, uh, do you feel like you're a lamplighter? If you are a lamplighter, if you feel like you're not, why not? And if you feel that you are, then how do you do it? Is it true that the way that we would illuminate the lamps of the world, illuminate the souls of the world, used to be a certain way? And now it's a different way. And then the question is, what's the different way? So in Parsons Balaisa, we have really a revolution that is delineated by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Um a, a revolution about how to influence others. Um, and it's based on the first Rashi. Because, well, and, and, and I'm, I'm actually going to um, just mention a side point. The Gemara says that the Taira is divided into seven. Because in this week's Parsha, there are two Tsukkim by Hiv so and Soh Aran, and the one after it, that are considered a sefer in themselves. We can talk about later why. But that means there's an entire sefer, just two Tsukkim in this Parsha. So if that's the case, we really have seven sparim in the chumash. Three of them converge in this parsha. The question is, of course, what's the difference between seven and five? We'll deal with it later on in a different, different audience. But the question is, what kind of a parsha is that powerful that three sparim out of seven all converge in one parsha? And this is the one. And so, the revolution is clearly embedded in this pivotal Parsha, where you have three different kinds of energy converging. So Rashi says the following, everything in Torah is exact and everything is um, a lesson for us and so um, the basic question is when we're talking about Lighting the Menorah. Baloiskas and Neiris means Aaron, Hakaim, going up to the Aaron in the Mishkan, uh, sorry, to the, the Manaira and lighting it. It says when you go up. It could have said when you light the Menorah, when you light the light, the Neiris, but it doesn't. It says Baloiskas When you go up. Now, this expression, Balaiskasa also according to what we said before, is a very general avaida that applies to every single Jew. Why does it say Balaiskasa sanerus" when you go up to the light? First of all, um, Rashi says there was a little, there was a step in front of the where You had to step up the step. Okay, fine. But really, the deeper reason is, and the more pivotal reason, and that's the one within which the revolution is embedded in, is the way you like Manaira. the Manayra. There's seven branches in the Menorah, Seven types of Jews. Seven ways of serving Hashem. Seven ways of approaching, seven ways of going about whatever you do in your life. Seven different ways. There are those who are more through Chesed, some are more through Geburah, some are more through Nesach. You know, some people just, they're, they always just want to, they're looking to be just kind, you know, be kind. Other people feel like you've got to, you know, stick to the rules and be, you know, be firm about the rules. Everybody has all of that, but some people feel like that's my main thing. I like when things are very strict and firm. There are other people who their main thing is netta, you know, less accomplished no matter what, hide a deeper kind of an energy, you cite a, a grounding, bonding, etc. a person who kind of, they, they, they sort of have a blend of both. So when you're going up to these souls and you're approaching them, and you, your job is to illuminate their manaira. how do you do it? Rashi says, <inaudible> You have to light it until the flame rises up by itself. Now, watch this. There are d- different ways of lighting, uh, illuminating a person's soul. There are different ways of activating a person. You know, we want to get you on your path and get you going and and have an influence on you so that you'll, you'll become a source of influence yourself. So the old way used to be, I'm the expert. I'm the expert. I know. And I'm going to teach you because I am the expert. So you're the student. I'm the teacher. That's the way it always was. More. And not only that, I always will, according to the old system, I always will remain the expert. You know, and you'll remain the student, etc. And within that, I, you know, I'll like give you a little bit of illumination, and but I remain the expert. But Rashi says, when you light the Menorah and illuminate the other person's soul and their talents, you have to do it until the flame rises up by itself. Meaning. You could, let's just take the physical menorah. You can come with a, I doubt that they use matches for the menorah. They probably had a candle or something, which then they lit the menorah with. You've got the equivalent of a match. You could just touch the, touch the candle, touch the flame, and walk away. You did your job. You might look behind and realize, oh, it didn't quite catch. You did your job. In other words, if the focus is on, I have to do my job. I have to go up to the I touch, you know, put the fire to every one of the, the lights. I have to do my job. I'm not, I don't have to worry about it worked for you, it didn't work for you. I get paid to, so to speak, I get paid to light up souls. Do I have to stick around to find out if, if it really worked? Nah. That is such an approach in life. I, you know, I know that because excuse me, La I got two packages. I got three packages yesterday from FedEx. One was to my address, and the other two were to a completely different street. I'm 382 Crown. This was 382 Leopard. He's supposed to be scanning. I think I discussed this yesterday. He's supposed to be scanning every package with his scanner. You know, he do not have to be a rocket scientist. What was he doing that he couldn't even get it right, that he sent me other people's packages? So you could say, and he, like, he did his job. He's supposed to stop at every door and drop off packages. Does he have to see if they actually got the right packages? I guess he doesn't feel that he does, does he? That's the new work ethic. I don't know. I went from house to house and I dropped off packages. Uh, did I have to get it right? No. That's, that's that's just an old way. A more a different way would be: I want to make sure that each person got what they need. The person on Leffert's street, they needed their packages, and they were probably wondering where they were. So he did his job, the the FedEx guy. But he wasn't really concerned. The people that I'm delivering to, do they have what they need? Did I do it effectively? No, I got paid to stop at every house. I don't have to worry if if it works for them or not. That doesn't work anymore. The way we have to light the Manaira is you go up to the Manaira, you put the lamp to it, the light to it, you put the match to it, and you have to wait and make sure that the flame that you have just created rises up by itself. It becomes strong enough that it now has its own, so to speak, life force, and you can walk away from it. You've illuminated it well enough that when you leave, it no longer needs you. You've done your job effectively. Not to be yiky, not to just say you did your job but nothing got done. You've done your job effectively. You illuminated Zeminaira well enough that all the flames have risen up by themselves. shall have us. allow. Um excuse me. Even though the the is done by the yid who lights the Manira, but the mitzvah is it has to become independent. That light, that flame, has to neha. It has to become independent. That's the revolution. Your students, your mushpain, the people, the souls, the parts of the world that you illuminate need to become strong enough and luminous enough to be independent and then they're going to illuminate others. So in a Hashem... Hashem gives us the kayak to do them to do that. Near Mitsu the Tara. And we light up Narashem Nishma Adam. From whom do we receive the kaichas? Aranakayan. He lights up the Narashem down here. And we receive the kaichas from our parents, our teachers, and others around us. Ishes Rei Yazru Akigamarchazak and yet the true, complete Avaydah is when when Me'ala when the Ner Mitzvotar are is so permeated that it's shining from you, from your Messias and you no longer need the mashpia to light you up. And we're just going to look at those three words. So in that revolution, let's look at those three words, Shalheveth. I should say shall have a shall is it's the flame, what kind of flame before the light is lit you have a you have a candle you you have um a, a cup you have oil, you have a wick nothing's happening the evvita is um to create a strong flame, a flamfire, not just a little tiny flame, a strong flame. That's your job. Whomever and whatever you light up, you illuminate. Make sure it's a strong flame. Oila I means your veda of lighting it is. It doesn't stay in one place, but. Um, it's going up. Sometimes there's progress in the same Eiref and Um Length and width. That means in the same Shetach. The same type of... You know, you're like strong aluminum. Same type of vitamin, Same frequency. Ila means you're going higher and higher. And I guess we're going to say frequency. A higher type of Vita. Your job is to illuminate the world so that it's bringing them to a higher type of avaida. Higher frequency. Maybe even higher than yours. And the shalheveth ayla is me'aleha. From itself. The light that you light, its nature becomes transformed. It becomes luminous from itself. All the luminous people that you see have been illuminated by others, by the Hadar. They weren't always luminous. They were potentially luminous when they were born, but that ability was developed by their teachers, their Mashpiyam, the Nitrobenu of the generation, the Aranakayan Arana of the generation. And so when you have all of these conditions, you have a light and it has oil and a wick, all that stuff. And you light it. And you stand there at the Manaira long enough to make sure it catches. Do it well. Make sure it catches. I mean, Lahavdil, if you work for FedEx, and you put a package on somebody's porch, check the address to make sure that the box address matches the address where you just delivered it. Just do it right. Don't just be dicey. Do it right. So don't spin your wheels and say, well, I did my job. Do it right. In order to do it right, right, you have to have, let's go back to them the You have to have oil in a, in a cup. Um, and the oil and the wick are ready to receive. That's their part. The oil and the wick and the cup, they're ready to receive the light. Same thing. When you're talking about the Vita Sashem, um the readiness of the person as a student yourself, now let's talk about us not as teachers but as students. Make yourself ready to receive the light that's being sent to us. The light of near the Torah. So that it becomes a shalhebas, a luminous shalhebas strong fire you so that you become a if you are if you make yourself available for that light you become a strong fire that then rises up of its own nealeha it's it's going up and it has an it has a strong life that becomes on some level independent now the here's the catch 22 the the actually interesting part of it which is um, just a few minutes ago, somebody asked me to do a a certain shear. (coughs) And I told them that I've learned recently not to say no. Because even if you think that there's something that you haven't thought through, well, what would I say on this shear? What would I do if someone asked me to do this job? When you put your foot, we've heard this from the Lubavitch Rebbe, you put your foot out. If it's being asked of you from above to do this job and you feel like, "Mm, I don't know if I can do it, you put your foot into the first step and Hashem will recreate the world around that first step and all kinds of channels and, and opportunities open for the next step and the next and the next. You end up rising up, becoming a bigger self, becoming a more confident self. So this avaita shall have as has to be for yourself and with others and with the world. Yeah, you did stop it. So the avaita is in two ways of shall have as about yourself, it's with respect to yourself and with respect to other people and with respect to the world. Now, let's talk about how you approach yourself because you also want to illuminate yourself, your own soul, your own, you, you want to, your daily schedule, your lifestyle, you want to take your lifestyle. Your soul, picture this, your soul is like a, a match, so to speak. It's on fire already. It's constant, it's like a near tummy. Your soul is a near tummy that's always on fire. So if you could just, you know, take take your soul and illuminate your physical life, your practical everyday schedule, you'd be amazing. That's where that's where the gap is. That um nobody has a problem with their soul. I don't think so. It's just a it constant fire, constant source of Miss Lava's a luminous light near Covid. But you're, you know, oh, I can't believe it. I went to sleep late again. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I wasted time this morning. Oh, I can't believe it. I ate the wrong thing. Oh, I can't believe it. I, this is what people say all the time, right? This is, this is, welcome to America. When we're talking about this, you're going to illuminate your everyday practical life about yourself. The Yavayit HaZemetz, the tarar of Yid, um, it comes with the Kayach of Hashem and your parents at, who were, are the partners. You're, you're the three partners in your creation. Um, um, and so you're, you're illuminated. And you have this luminous soul. So when it comes to Tara-R, um, here you are. You start to learn Tyra, and you're a receiver of Tyra from your teachers, etc. And then what you want to do is take it to the next level. They're teaching you. And they're working with, you happen to have this um, asset, which is your nushama, your soul. And so you're, you know, in utero, you learn the whole tira And and then, and you're learning, and it becomes engraved in your mind and in your memory. And And what you want to do is have it become one with you. And then you want to take it to the next level. You want to be a machadish and a mashpia in Taira. You want to become somebody who then illuminates others with what you've learned and brings up, someone who brings out novelties in a way of al- al- And when it comes to matan Tyra Taira, <clears throat> Taira was given to us from above, from Hashem to us. Um, but it is up in heaven. Or Hashem said, I don't want it to stay up in heaven. I want it to come down here. So you're given the job to learn and you want to learn it in such a way enough times and deeply enough that it becomes you. It becomes Gil teva. You want to become someone who the tyra that you learn makes you into a different person. Which which in a way it's interesting because we want to we wanna take some of the things that we learn and say, huh, I wanna know what that would look like in real time. You know, an example is, as somebody said, when you learn the sicha about the fact that um a malach walks in front of you And you know when you're you're going on a mission and there's a malach walking in front of you. That means you're going to succeed, and you're going to be safe because the malach is walking in front of you. So in a way, you don't want to just learn this. Oh, that's such a sweet idea. It's so inspiring. It's so nice. But then when it comes to real life, you think you want to realize, hmm, there's a malach walking in front of me. I'm not alone. And the malach is going to make sure things work out well. Now, I understand people feel like, well, I'm not going to mention things that have happened where people are in difficult situations. But there's a malach in front of us. So, um, okay, now let's look at an avaida that applies to other people. The true hashpav over a second person, on a second person, is when you as we said, shall have us that means you can walk away from the one that you illuminated and they will be able to stand on their own feet. And one other point. Doing this avaida can be in one of two ways. If you're going to create a fire a flame that rises up by itself. It's one of two ways. So, the physical body of the Yid is not actually shining near Mitzvah the Torah or openly to begin with. But you work and work and work on it so that it becomes a tevashani that your physical life just automatically wants to do Mitzvahs. But, That's because you kind of trained it to do something that's not quite its nature, let's say. And the proof is, you know how people say, well, I have to remind myself and remind myself and say it again and again. That means if I have to remind myself and say it again and again, it's not me. It's a lesson from outside. It didn't become nature. Because my nature, I'm not even going to realize it. So one way is keep superimposing, you know, I have to say my message, just keep saying it and saying it. And saying. That's one way. That's an older, older classical way. It's like, you know, sit there and take notes and all that other stuff when you're hearing a year, I always argue with people. They say, I didn't have time to listen to Rabbi such and such a shir. And they say, well, they say, I never have time to sit down and take notes. I say, well, who says you have to sit and take notes. Just let it play. Let your are hear, here, and you'll be, you'd be surprised if you'll hear a line here and there, the one that applies to you at that moment, that one you'll hear. If you're going to wait until you have time to sit for two two hours and take notes, you know, come on. People are shocked. Like, Seriously, you're allowed to do that? Well, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm. That's what I. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to just have it play, and you don't have to listen to every word. I said, yeah. I mean, that's what I think. You want it to go into your bones. You don't want it to just go in your head. Because as long as it's in your head, it's top-heavy. You want it to go down into your very bones. You want to say that by taking notes, it goes there faster. Yeah, but whatever you do, just, you know, let it just swoop into you. So the first way is that. You know, it's kind of you just keep reminding yourself and telling yourself and telling yourself again. That's because it's external to you. The higher way is, when you reveal that the true Matthias of the Yid, even his physicality, is connected with a Shen, the words are, Lashana Yaduah. Matthias Amitis of the Yesha Nivra is the Matthias of Yesha Miti. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it for a translation. The truth of the Yesh Nivra, the Yesh of the creation, is that it's one with the Yesh of Hashem. Meaning that the, the avida of a gid when he's doing Tariq Mitzvah, is not superimposed. Right away the first time, even before it becomes your nature, you want to just get it to become you. How can you get it to become you? Because in truth, it is you. The Mitzis is connected with the Yesh Miti. Your beinghood is one with Hashem's beinghood. So in a way, what, what, what it's saying here is you're already there. You don't even have to get there. You're already there. But you want to do things to reveal that. And by Hashem, there's no difference between the first time and the second time, etc., and the third so, the savior in that way has to be at the beginning when your body is saying no and your nishama is saying yes, you know, like, oh, I'm too tired to get up, right? So get it used to things. Work on it. And then eventually it hits that tipping point of the chaos of atmos where your physical life Says, by the way, I didn't want to tell you, but I actually want the same thing as the soul wants. Your physical life actually craves the same thing that your soul craves, maybe even more. It just doesn't want to let you know. And your job is to break through the secret, to the secret. It's almost like to, 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 to you know, speak to your physical existence and say you haven't fooled me you're pretending that you are really not interested in this Avaita and I know that you're more interested in it than my soul you haven't fooled anybody you want to find ways to get there and so the same thing when you're working with the world you do a mitzvah with a physical thing a physical object most mitzvahs are with physical objects what do you do You purify that object. And in some situations, it becomes um, an object of Kedusha, like Brismila, etc., Sacred Torah. And Daka, the Kedusha is connected with the person who does it, um, but then the Kedusha, the holiness, becomes engraved in that physical thing, like Brismila, like um, Shilin, Sacred Torah. You can't just throw them away anymore. They become permanently holy. And that object has the kayak that the person should actually be able to make an oath, a holy oath on it. Actually, that's why Avram Avinu didn't have a safer Torah. There wasn't any in his day. So he said, he said to his servant Eliezer, put your hand on my thigh and swear to me. That was that was then. That's the way it was done then. Because he's talking about pure holiness invested in the physical world. And so um, we know when it says you're born, it says mm-hmm. We're told we're saturated with kaiches. We're being told we're given an oath to get tzadik. And not be a be a and we're being infused with all the kaiyach that we need to do it in physical life, which means, and that's where our physical, our, our body actually wants to get to, just pretending it doesn't. It shows that the Kayach of kedusha should become oilem ayaleha, so that you should become a beacon of of, of holiness. And so, the same thing when it comes to carbonics. The kiddush of a carbon is sacrifice, comes through the person who brings it. Um, and the carbon does a kapara for the person. The chiddush is, that even though you're talking about an animal, a person goes to the base of the brings a carbon, and it's a physical animal, part of the physical world and usually physical animals are not obviously holy. And you're trying to bring holiness into this whole thing. And you want it to become an object of Kedusha. You need Hashem's help. He is the one who can put together two opposites. A physical ox, a physical animal with holiness. He did it once at Mount and he does it every time we do a mitzvah. And in a way, that the Gashmius itself becomes a chet of Kedush in way of Eile Eventually, the way Hashem created the type, Mat and tira is permeate something with holiness, a physical thing with holiness. It's not obviously holy. And eventually, it can become independently holy and a source of interest. And we're going to end this off with one more example. Um, just like, just to go back to the the menorah, there's the person who lights it, there's the wick, there's the oil, there's the cup that it's in. Nothing is going to happen. But if you write it properly, you 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 have that fire you have the match and you put it to the wick that's sitting in the in the the sitting in the oil that's sitting in the cup and you do it right that's the thing you do it right you stand there long enough and do it effectively enough so that it catches and you wait till it catches and it goes up by itself and is burning and is strong enough to be able to manage on its own then you've taken the wick, the cup, the oil, et cetera, and they become a source for of light If there's no wick, by the way, if you just have oil, if you have um, if, if you have oil and a cup it's not going to last very long. the light is not going to last very long. If you have a wick without oil, it's also not going to last very long. You have to have all these elements. you have to have something that that wants to burn that wants to wants to burn, and you have to have a way for it to connect to the world and to your light and the same thing with all our vita in the, all the things we do in the world colmas all this everything you do you do for the sake of said the a nohem in all your ways. So when you eat, why do you eat? You eat so you can learn and do Mitzvah. At the same time, your eating can be a way of a holy thing in itself. Not just you do it for the purpose of holiness. You're every single, if we have that consciousness that I'm not on my way to make, to create light. This is light in itself. Well, I'm driving to the place where I'm going to do a mitzvah. So then the drive is part of the mitzvah. It said that walking to the Mizbeach, when they were going to bring the carbon, or I think sprinkle the blood when they were walking to the Mizbeach, they had to be very careful with their thoughts. Because walking to the Mizbeach to bring to sprinkle the blood, I think, and to do all the avidah, what they were going to do was a holy thing. So walking there to do it became part of the holiness. So you want to do everything in the same spirit of holiness. So everything becomes, we used to think, whatever you do, you do it for the sake of heaven. Meaning most most of your life is a preparation for the real thing. That was then. Now we say everything now becomes the real thing. So, and we see also, um, it used to be that children were brought up, you know, when you reach age 13, you know, for now you can get away with whatever you want. And when you reach the age of 13, then you have to start to keep mitzvahs. We don't do that anymore. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not a mitzvah doer in training. You're actually the real thing while you're a child. And so what? one of the things we do is we put in the room of a child a chumash, a scissor, and a pushka, etc. And we put it in such a place and in such a way that it becomes a source of influence. That somebody walks into the room and the the scissor, the chumash, the pushka, they're calling out to the person And saying, give tzedakah, learn in me, daven in me. And so, that means these things become a source of influence. And all of these things in Kinnuch of children, and everything even mundane, that everything should become a source of influence and all become one package deal of kedusha. So, we'll sum up by this, we're going to speak about a, a different topic in the Sikha and in the Parsha tomorrow in the Hashem. So may we, from this moment on, really step into that place of being lights that rise up by themselves, independent source of light. Every single thing in the world wants to be an independent source of light that illuminates in its own unique way. And May Hashem bring us to that moment and bring us to the base and shlishi immediately now.